Hello, this is the first episode of the Overthinking Geeks, and here is my aunt, Kelly Vanderveer. Good afternoon, everybody. <laughs> All right, um, as I said, she's a genius, so um, she will add a lot to the conversation. So basically, this is just going to be a bunch of tech news, um, but we'll be adding our own stuff. So let us get right into it. Google Cast for audio. Uh, it's kind of like... Chromecast, if you know what that is, I'm assuming that you do, since it's only 35 bucks, and if you don't know what it is, you should totally buy it. I um, have one. It's made by... Oh, yeah. We have one. I broke one because I bent the um, the HDMI port in it, so I was trying to set up the TV, and the TV kind of tilted forward, and the cord was still plugged into the wall with the Chromecast, so <laughs> it bent it back. I was so mad, and... I bent it back, and it turned out it worked for, like, a couple months, and then it just stopped playing video, so. <laughs> Bummer. And I'm sure it was my, I'm sure it was my fault. Um, but, yeah, so it's, like, saying that it can do high quality and no drops. I'm, I don't know. You know, if it works the same as Chromecast, that'll be awesome, because Chromecast works by sending the one signal to the Chromecast, and the Chromecast is its own computer. It'll pick up the signals or whatever. It'll get the data from Netflix, and then you can shut off your phone. You can do whatever, and that's what I really like about it. So if it's working the same way, then sure, it would be no drops, but then if it didn't and you would have to be streaming it from your phone, then it wouldn't work. But right now, it will do NPR, Pandora, iHeartRadio, uh, songs, uh, Google Play Music, Beyond Pod. Um, I'm sure a lot of, I'm sure a lot of indie developers and stuff will get their apps going, but it's only for music or audio, I should say. So, you know, um, if you if you listen to audio, then go buy one of these. And they're only available from Denon, Sony, and LG, and they haven't announced the prices yet, which is kind of concerning me because. I would love one of these, but they have to be like 20 bucks a piece, 30 bucks a piece, and then I would put them all around the house. But a Sonos, those are expensive, and I'm not going to do that because I don't listen to a ton of it, music and stuff. Uh, what do you think, Auntie? Because they, I don't know, I'm not sure if I would buy them. I would like to know whether they have controls or not to pause, to stop. Things like that. That's my main problem with the Chromecast is I can't yeah. pause it. I have to go back to either my computer or my phone and pause it there. Which well, are you isn't... thinking like a physical thing? So like you could have like a physical remote and then have that? Well, that's, yeah, the Fire, the fire Stick has that. And I know you're not a fan of the Fire Stick, but I am enjoying that part of it. Yeah. And I think there's a way that you can make your phone a remote for the Chromecast. I'm not sure if it will work for Google Cast. Yeah, Google Cast for audio. Yeah, um, the main thing I forgot to mention is that Spotify isn't on here. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm wondering if that's going to be a big problem. Because I know my sister, who's in college, she just downloads the music from... Um, Spotify, and then she gets it wherever, and she's fine with that. So, I don't know. 
And the other thing that I wanted to mention is that I'm not sure if the LG, Sony, and Denon speakers will all work together. So uh, if you're trying to cast to all three different sets of speakers, the Sony, Denon, and LG, then I'm not sure if they will be able to be controlled the same way. Um, but if you're, if it uses the same button, the Google Cast for Audio, if it uses the same button as the Chromecast, you, um, if you have a Chromecast, you know what I'm talking about, then... That'd be pretty cool. That's all I got to say. <laughs> okay. So we got to wait and see. Yeah. And I would actually really like one of these to try out, but I'm not sure if I would keep it. Right. All right. Well, Intel just announced its fifth generation Intel chips. I really liked the fourth generation, and I was like, if you go from a third generation to a fourth generation, it's incredible. Awesome, 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 awesome. Uses way less battery, way more performance built in. It's awesome. But from what I've been seeing and reading, the fourth to fifth generation chips aren't aren't that much of a difference. Um, it's like, I don't know. It's, it's not my kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? How many people need it? <laughs> Exactly. I wouldn't go out and buy a new fifth generation chip just because. Because if you go to their actual site, it's like premium performance, powerful possibilities. But it's just like office productivity up to two and a half times better. I'm I'm not a big fan of that, and I'm not an office person. You are, and I'm not sure if you would want to go and upgrade to your fifth generation chip but you know i would not go from fourth to fifth unless i was ready to buy a new computer yeah if if you're buying a new computer well the thing is they only sell them now for desktops as all-in-ones they don't actually sell like a desktop tower um Uh, how about laptops Yep, laptops, ultrabooks, two-in-ones, all-in-ones, but no desktop towers. I wonder if the new uh, Lenovo Yoga has it. The Yoga 3 Pro? Yep. That'd be nice. Uh, the main thing that it has brought is saying that it does 3D gaming 12 times better. Now... Taking away the fact that they're probably lying about that and the 3D games that they're testing it with are, like, not even 3D, uh, you can probably say that it's about 10 times better. But are you really going to notice it? The chips now are so good that when you're switching to a new chip, you have more of a chance of breaking it when you're trying to, like, replace your fourth generation with your fifth generation in your desktop tower or wherever. Then you would reap the benefits, you know? So... If you're if you're buying a new if you're buying a new computer, get a fifth generation if you want. If it's a huge price gap between a fourth and a fifth generation, don't buy it. That is all I got to say about that because I don't want Intel coming after me. No, I'm kidding. Um, okay, just, question though: Is this the Intel Core M? Is that another name for the fifth generation? I am not sure. Um, Man, auntie, you gotta ask me things that I don't know. Making me look bad. You can cut it out. (laughs) (laughs) 
maybe. No, I'll keep it in. Whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's they didn't they didn't make an i10 chip. Okay, so you know if you're looking for an i10 chip, you're you're funny. Um, you have an i7 in your computer. You have like an amazing computer. You have the Lenovo Yoga 2 Pro. Yes. Now, I love that thing. Um, how is it for just like day-to-day use and what do you really do with it? I use it for work every single day. I connect over a, um, my wireless to a VPN at the office. And whoa, run... whoa, 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 whoa. You have a VPN? I do have a VPN into my office computers. That's so cool. And I also use a phone app on it for work every day. So, Are you talking like the um, Chrome extensions that you can download and then it'll act like a um, Android app? or? Nope, it's an app from the phone systems that we use in our office. So it's oh, a, oh, 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 oh. It's an app I have installed on the laptop. So the client just sees it as I'm calling from the office. That's pretty cool. It is. And, it, you know, I use it for Netflix and video, and it's in use eight to ten hours at least every single day. And it's one of nice. two laptops that I have. Oh, yeah. What's your other one? An HP? Nope. Samsung. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And How do you like that? How old is that? It's four years old. In How computer it years, it's it's old. It's running Windows Seven. I I bit. like Windows Seven. Um, Windows Eight doesn't do it for me. But I, if I had one, then I'd get used to it pretty fast. Um, but yeah, you were saying. Sorry, cut you off there. That's okay. Um, I'm looking forward to upgrading to the Windows Ten as soon as it comes out, and hopefully, it won't break anything. Nice, 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 <laughs> nice, nice. Okay, in case you didn't notice, that was a segue into our next topic. Windows 10. All right, so yesterday, uh, Microsoft announced more information about Windows 10. Um, do you know much about it yet, Auntie? No, just that it's going to be available probably Q1 for everybody and it's going to be a free upgrade for a year for any Windows 7, 8 or 8.1. See, I didn't even know that. <laughs> it, it just talked about it yesterday, okay? So you can't expect me to know everything. Uh, the main thing that actually surprised me was that, um, you'll have to correct me on this, but are they going to be replacing IE with uh, their new browser? I don't know that for certain. I okay. believe that they are, though. That would be amazing, because everybody hates IE. Okay, um, so Windows, Windows, Microsoft announced that their new browser that had been rumored for a couple weeks um, would now be released in Windows 10 in the Windows 10 download. It's called Spartan. Uh, do you know anything about that? Because I I honestly don't know much about this. I don't think anybody does right now. Did you watch the event at all? No. No, I saw a couple of write-ups. Yeah, um, me too. I need to go watch it. Yes. We'll have to hit that one next week or the week after. Yeah. 
All right. Um, speaking of software, all right. So the Android developer um, dashboard, what you might call it, pie chart thingy with Android use numbers. Jelly Bean is still the big win. Oh wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yes, Jelly Bean is still the big winner. Uh, so Jelly Bean is leading the way with a a large part of the Android market. I have to I have to add here. Okay, I just got out of school. Uh, 20, 30, 30, 40, about about forty five percent, forty six percent of the Android universe. Um. KitKat is right behind it, and then it kind of gets small from there. And you know what? Froyo is still in the uh, in the race, which is kind of dumb. The main surprising thing about this is that Lollipop wasn't even on the chart, and you'd expect that people would want to jump right on it, but the only problem is that nobody has the update yet. Uh, of right. course, Nexus users do. Um, some of the I don't. unlocked... Yeah, you have a Moto X One. How do you not have it yet? Because of Verizon. Verizon. <laughs> but, but yes, I'm not happy about that. Yeah, uh, I was looking at the Droid Turbo. It said that Motorola had released the uh, software and they'd sent it over to Verizon, and Verizon still hadn't fixed it up for themselves. Yeah, they're notorious for being very slow. There's Verizon for you, but they have the best coverage of any carrier, especially up here. We only have CDMA carriers, and GSM, I I would just love to have a GSM carrier down here, up here. Uh, it'd just be so nice, because right now we have um, Verizon, US Cellular, Straight Talk sort of works, um, and that's about it. If we had GSM... It would be amazing because then I could get the Nexus 5, which I would love because it's a Nexus phone and it's just an awesome phone in every aspect. And if I wanted to, then I could probably get my hands on a OnePlus One and that's a GSM phone only and I would just love that. If you had the option to get a OnePlus One or a Nexus 5, which would you pick? A Nexus 5 or a Nexus 6? 5. One plus one. Really? And why is that? Because I would actually be kind of <laughs> worried because of the fact that um, CyanogenMod and OnePlus have been having a little issues lately on whether CyanogenMod well, I believe is... they're going to work it out. And I believe in what they're doing, and I want to get away from these really big phone companies. Uh, yeah, I... I seriously don't like Samsung. I like Motorola because they have the pure Android experience mostly. And it actually feels like a normal actual phone instead of the junked up um, Samsung Galaxies and Samsung phones in general. I put CyanogenMod on my um, Galaxy S4 and I kind of took the cheater way and I yep. did the CyanogenMod installer. But that's why they made it. They made it so that it'd be easy for everybody. They want people to go to CyanogenMod. And Google has actually like said that this is good. This is what they wanted. This is why they wanted people to root their devices and do this kind of stuff. But the average user isn't going to do this. They're going to get an iPhone. And that's just not what I want. If I... 
I, I know so many people with iPhones, and I'm just like, why can't you go to an Android phone and just, you know, simplify it? I mean, my dad has a Moto G, and he doesn't know how to operate it. So I see why people would want to go and get an iPhone, but it's just not for me, you know, not customizable at all. Anyway, back to what I was saying about the pie chart is that the um, lollipop is not anywhere on the chart. And that means that it's, I don't know how how small it has to be uh, to not be on there. But I don't know, whatever. You know, if you had, if you had the choice and you knew everything that you knew about lollipop and some of the bugs it has, would you go to it? Yes. Really? See, <laughs> you wouldn't? I don't know. I I would just love the material design and how everything just flows so nicely. I got to try the Nexus 9. I loved it. But the, the way the bugs worked on the older versions, uh, like not the Nexus 6 or the Nexus 9, but like Nexus 5, uh, I don't know what else, some of the Moto phones, they're just... they decrease battery life and they just mess up and it's it's not good so i'm not sure i i would see i would read up or maybe i would just be an impulse person be like download it please i want lollipop so (laughs) i haven't heard that they've had a whole lot of trouble with it the nexus 5 in my google plus feed i've seen plenty of articles but ah so that particular phone (sighs) okay to Facebook, my favorite, not really, social network in the world. All right. Facebook Amber Alerts. I'm not a huge user of Facebook, but I can see that that might be valuable if there is a missing child. Many, many millions of people are on Facebook all day long. So I guess there is some value in it. Certainly more effective than just posting it on a highway like they tend to do with a flashing sign that there's an Amber Alert. It will get the word out to more and more people. And I don't think that's a bad thing. How about you? The thing that's um, the thing that's pretty cool for me is that it can do location-based, or I'm assuming that's what it will be able to do. So, you know, if you're in a populated... It- what Facebook said is that you'd probably be getting, like, one alert every year, and I'm assuming that those wouldn't be that severe and that they'd be found pretty quickly, but, you know, it's actually pretty useful if people are just scrolling through their phone, they look up and they're like, oh, look at that, you know, there's that kid, and that, but I'm not entirely sure how useful it would be if people are just looking down at their phones. You know, it's not like they're going to burn their faces into their minds and be like, I must look for this kid. So I see issues, but I see potential as well in this. And I think that's what Facebook is going for. So so we kind of agree. So there was this one thing at CES that actually really made me excited about. Uh, it was the self-driving cars. Now... CES has kind of become, or I shouldn't call it CES, they want people to call it the International CES. You can't even call it the Consumer Electronics Show because that's not exactly what it's called anymore. It's called International CES. 
Big deal. Um, yeah. So it's the self-driving cars. Now CES has kind of become this thing for startups to go show off their stuff. Samsung has stopped showing off their stuff. Apple just does their own press event around that time and shows off the iPhone, which is what they did with the first iPhone. And so some of the big companies don't go there. Of course, the big car companies go, like BMW, Audi, stuff like that. But they they go in the parking lot, and then the big building is just reserved for startups. So um, I, I was, if I had the choice, I would go to CES, but I wouldn't, you know, I don't know. I wouldn't love it there. I would probably go see the cars, even though I can't even drive yet. But it's it's close. I can almost drive. I can feel yes, it coming. Yes, you can. <laughs> anyway, uh, but so they made a bunch of self-driving cars there. Uh, some of the cool ones were this one that you could call it with your smartwatch. The Gear S was their example, I think. And then, because it has its own cell signals and everything... I still haven't heard much about the battery life on that, by the way, so I want to hear some stuff about that. Uh, but you could call it with your Gear S and just, you know, walk around, wait for it to come, drive up, and be like, oh, I got my car, guys, let's go. It'd be, it'd be awesome. I, I would really like that, and I'm waiting for the age of the self-driving cars until there's a crash. Well, there's going to be crashes because there's a bunch of humans out there driving, too. Well, that's the thing with the Google self-driving car, um, the original ones where they hooked up the thing to the Prius. It The only crashes they had were where the human freaked out and they took control of the wheel and they crashed it. They were, those right. were their only crashes. And the, other than that, the car did amazing. So, Yep. I am also looking forward to the technology because I'm getting older and I'm going to want to be mobile as long as possible. Yep. And... Um, with grandma, she had a stroke, and then we brought her down two hours away. It would, my dad had to drive my grandpa over there six days a week. It was like a five-hour thingy, and, you know, it wasn't terribly exciting. So it would have been great to have a self-driving car to rent. You could be like, okay, grandpa, here's your self-driving car. Drive down whenever you want. Uh, it'd be yeah. awesome. And I... I see the potential for that with little things like gas. It knows when it's getting low on gas, so it can just go and be like detour to a gas station. It'd be it'd be pretty cool. So I wonder if it's a requirement that a human has to still be in it. Like, could you send it on an errand? That would be pretty cool, but then what would it do? Actually, you could send... Oh, you could be like, okay, car... Go and drive to the nearest McDonald's and get me French fries. And it would just drive. How's it going to talk? I, somebody will figure out. Some hacker with a Raspberry Pi will program the Raspberry Pi to be like, give me fries. <laughs> well, that's probably not a great use. I'm sure we could think of some a better use. But <laughs> to go pick up your medicine when you're sick or something like that. You know, it'd be really cool if uh, you had a whole, like, smart home and smart car, and then you had this little, like, thing that your smartwatch could tell when you were getting warm, and it knew when to go get you aspirin, and your car would just <laughs> leave and go get aspirin for you. Yeah, I don't think I want to be that connected. <laughs> That'd be awesome, though. You could just, like, 
walk downstairs and trip and fall in your car would like call out to the 911 service and you wouldn't even need a life alert. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. Hmm. All right. Well, sadly, the uh, Google Glass. I have to uh, take off my hat because Google Glass was something that I wanted to invest in, but I didn't have 1500 bucks for Google. I only had about 600 bucks. So if they dropped the price down to 600 bucks, I might have bought it. Like it was rumored to a while ago, but they didn't. So they <laughs> kept the Explorer program at 1500 bucks, and now it's going away because nobody liked it. Uh, no, it's because they got enough feedback. It's this is why they called it an explorer program. It was because they just wanted feedback. And then they could make the Google Glass 2 or 3.0 or whatever they're at. And then... Are they going to do that, though? Are they going to make another one? That's what people are asking. If, if they had released it when the wearables started getting cool, then maybe it, they, Google Glass would have been one of the hip things to have but then people started like worrying about the camera here's what i was thinking what if you had a google glass like project ara and you could just take off the camera and just walk around without the camera and then put it on when you get to the top of that mountain you're hiking and take a video you know it'd be pretty cool or if you're at home, that then you can be. stick on the camera, or you could have an extra battery that you could plug in, and maybe they would incorporate that, but it's a long while away. I guess I wouldn't spend that kind of money on it myself. I think anybody with young kids, it would be great, although kids are really videoed and photographed way too much now anyway, but... I guess it doesn't appeal to me personally. I can see how it would appeal to other people, but to me personally, I don't think I would spend that kind of money on it. Well, if they dropped the price down to say 500 bucks, then would you buy it? Because I read a report that said it was only 80 bucks for them to make. So, if they dropped the price right. down to 5 price down to 500, would you have bought it? Because that'd be pretty cool if you were kayaking and you just, you know, recorded yourself kayaking and you know it'd be it'd be pretty cool is it waterproof no 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 i don't think <laughs> so, so i'm not gonna take it kayaking but but yes the concept <laughs> if they had the project aura thing and you could just yep. buy a little waterproof battery then no I don't right know. the only question is about what i said about it being released later after the wearable age um you know maybe the wearable age wouldn't have come if they didn't have google glass you know that's true maybe people wouldn't that have been true. accepting maybe people wouldn't have been as receptive to your smartwatch talking to your smartwatch if people hadn't had google glass not that that many people were really exposed to google glass but it would still be pretty interesting right. to go back and just not have google glass and see yeah, i never saw one went. out in the wild yeah Did me you? either i i really wanted to i always thought whenever we went in the city oh, i'll see a google glass i'll see google glass in new york city i'll see google glass in chicago but i never saw one that would be interesting to see because then you know most people would let you would want to talk about it i can imagine yeah and they might let you try it yeah that would 
That would be awesome. I would I would die if I had a chance. <laughs> All right. Uh let's move on to Project Ara because uh that's what I was talking about. So Project yep. Ara. There was a press conference a few days ago. Uh and it was a Project Ara conference. And um reporters and journalists all went over and they got to go touch it and replace some parts and it was pretty cool it was a late prototype and um it was actually pretty cool i'm not entirely sure if it was working or not but it was it was awesome as i heard uh and you know i really want a project ara phone there have been rumors about it being 50 bucks for just the base and then you can add on whatever you want and that's what i really want to do i want to be able to add three gigs of ram i want to be able to add my 64 gig hard drive i want to be able to get a 41 megapixel camera to plug in that is what i really want to be able to do i don't want to have to be stuck with the phone i have with the hardware that it has if it's just a couple years old this will most likely be pretty pretty cheap and, you know, it's obviously customizable. The thing that's actually kind of interesting is whether or not they'll have a 1080p, 720p, or a 4K option, or not 4K, Ultra HD option. Because Ultra HD has become a big thing. Uh, so maybe they would want to offer all three of those, or maybe even a 5 Okay, phone, maybe, if you want, you know, but as I've heard, and as I, I've, actually, as I have seen, you really can't tell the difference. The only difference is the speed when you're trying to do some stuff, and it just slows down because the processor can't handle all the pixels. Have you ever gotten to try one of these 4K phones? Not 4K, Ultra HD phones. No. <laughs> Mine is nowhere near that. <laughs> Yeah, you you have a 720. Ugh, you're one of those. It works. Yeah, um, I like the Moto X first gen. The second gen kind of was a flop because of the battery life for me. I would never buy something with such a small battery. If I had the choice with a Project Aura phone, maybe I would be able to add a little bit of battery. But no, no, they, they want it to be a closed system. Whatever. Ugh. Well, speaking of this um what you call it 4k but not 4k ultra hd um at ces it was announced actually i'm not even sure if it was at ces but it was said and it is a fact that the ultra hd standard has been set for like blu-ray and games and stuff people can now start creating 4k content that is actually legit ultra hd and so now the companies have have known about this for a while so they've been able to create their tvs around this ultra hd standard and it works but they won't be available until the fall so then if you bought a 4k tv not to say that it's bad or that you should turn it in and get your money back but would be worth it to maybe consider a 
Ultra HD standard standardized TV. TV. I can't speak. I'm sorry. Did you get this update to your Google Now launcher? Do you use Google Now launcher? I talked to it, Google Now. Did... <laughs> oh, see? <laughs> I hear that you talked to Google Now. Right, exactly. Um, so if you updated your Google app, have you, recently, within the past few days? I think that it um, automatically updates. Okay, well... You will have noticed that there is a material design update to the Google Search app. I like it. Uh, I use Google Now all the time. I have Commander for Google Now, C-O-M-M-A-N-D-R for Google Now. Uh, and that adds a bunch of commands, and the guy is keeps updating it and adding material design, yeah. and he's really nice. I like him, uh, but this has brought some nice... Um, touches to the Google Now um, when you talk to it it has a little like one of those I don't even know what you call it material design is just so confusing but it's really cool and check it out if you love it like me I use Google Now Launcher and what this has done is it made it look like Android Lollipop whenever I go into my apps it has the it has the I can't speak at all. It has the white background, and it's got a uh, material design animation when you open it, so it's pretty cool. Nice. I don't really know how I tell if it's material design, Jack. I know you're going to be very disappointed, but... It just looks nice. And the one thing is that um, if it has been updated to material design, they probably have the little refresh thing as like this little circle with a little arrow, curved arrow going back and forth and back and forth. It, your uh, inbox has material design because of that. Oh, okay. All right. A lot of people have been updating it, so it's, it's really nice. Um, all right, Auntie. Uh, so if you could upgrade anything in your setup, what would it be? It would be my wireless router. I struggle with keeping everything connected without pauses. I do an awful lot over Wi-Fi. What do you mean without pauses? It seems to have to think sometimes when I'm watching. Well, usually it's with the Amazon movies. It has to think and catch up. Well, could Whether that that's be... the Wi-Fi or Amazon, I don't know. Yeah, I was thinking but... it could be like the Amazon servers just being dumb. Right. But sometimes my voice over IP, also, there's a delay on the other end. It's not always, which is why I blame my Wi-Fi. And that is due to your router or what? Because... Well, I think so. I don't really know. I, I need to... I mean, I have a pretty good one and I have fast internet. You have 22 megs down. How do you not? <laughs> right. <laughs> but it just seems like sometimes... That I suppose it could be my internet too. You you pay for fifteen and you get twenty two, twenty three. That's insane. We pay for fifteen and we'll get sixteen tops. But I That's love it because I'm first on the road, <laughs> and I'm very close to the to the cable box. And that's very lucky for you. <laughs> yes. All right. Um, in my setup, yes, yes, 
I would just update the computer because uh, the Windows laptop that we have now is a Toshiba satellite something old something or other and it's just awful and I need to figure out how to make sure that my dad doesn't download malware and stuff like that if you know it's it's bad (laughs) he doesn't do that does he not really but there's been this extension on Chrome and what it does is it makes pop-ups and it says to call Norton security because your thingy is infected and I'm assuming that what they are going to do is ask for control of the computer, download malware, ask for your credit card because they quote-unquote fixed the problem even though they downloaded more malware and then they have your credit card number, they have money from you and then they can use your credit card and they know everything about your computer. And that would be just something that he would fall for. <laughs> you haven't trained him, huh? Well, I've tried. And, you know, I was about to call the company, but I just didn't feel like it. I I didn't want to. It would just have been awful. I would have been, well, like, why do you want control of my computer? And then they would have been like, well, we will uninstall the malware, and then we'll make your computer run so much faster. We only want $600. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, you better hope he doesn't get one of the hijackware ones. The ransomware? Yeah. Crypto Locker. <sighs> exactly. Isn't Crypto Locker still out there? I think so. It's just less popular now, I guess. It just hasn't been in the news lately. That's the thing. Uh, I was listening to some old tech episodes. I don't know what it was. I think it was like Leo Laporte, the tech guy. And, um,. He was talking about Stux.net or Stuxnet or whatever you call it. Mm-hmm. And that's incredible. That's really, really cool. Um, and it, it blew me away how complicated it was. And it was, it was really cool. Uh, I was, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was just in shock. And the fact that it could revoke itself from a computer was awesome. And I mean, it shouldn't be awesome, but it was pretty cool. Yes. And speaking of which, uh, it turns out that the U.S. was spying on North Korea before North Korea hacked the U.S., so I guess they know better, the FBI knows better, and that they are right and we're wrong, but I, I still have my doubts. But whatever. Who cares? And I guess that'll have to wrap up the episode. Thank you for recording with me, Auntie, and sorry about the abrupt ending, but... Thank you for listening throughout the entire episode, and leave a comment, tell us what we can do better, and I hope you will enjoy the next episode.